1: This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on
0: Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, we have WWE Hall of Famer, the world's strongest band, World champion, not one, not two, but three different sports, Mark Henry. And then we have WWE Hall of Famer, TNA Hall of Famer, one of the greatest tag team wrestlers of all time, and Deathmatch God, Bully Ray. And we get into SmackDown from this past Friday night, and what a show it was. We get into that finish with Karrion Cross and Drew McIntyre and what we're seeing from Karrion Cross in this new world of the WWE. And, of course, the newest member of the bloodline, Solo Sokoa. All that right now on the Busted Open Podcast. You asked me, Bully, about why did I like SmackDown as much as I did. Why is SmackDown working, especially lately, under Triple H? And everything you and Mark said is 100% correct. First of all, you're getting a lot of great wrestling. You're getting a lot of great matchups. And that's definitely the good foundation. But also, you guys also hinted at what happened at Clash at the Castle. And what happened at Clash at the Castle... Makes even though maybe some people were unsatisfied with the end of Clash at the Castle, one thing that they did is that you had to tune in to find out what's going to happen next, and I felt like they did that on Friday as well. The way that show ended with Karrion Cross, and by the way, I mean, what they have done with Karrion Cross over the last month is completely cl- cleansed your palate of the last time that Karrion Cross was on the main roster, correct? I mean, the yeah. way that that show went off the air Friday night. It's like, I, I, I can't wait until next Friday to find out what's going to happen. That was so imaginative and so original. I love the black and white, like Karrion Cross hits the ring, everything goes black and white. And I love the fact that like everything was so frantic that Michael Cole forgot to even sign them off at the end of the show because of what Karrion Cross was doing to Drew McIntyre. It's it's it seems small, but those are the things that hook you into like I got I gotta watch, I can't miss this show next week. I gotta tune in next Friday night to see what's gonna happen next. And that's what the WWE is doing right now. Go ahead, Mark. Dave, Dave, I I really do think that there's also
1: an influence of, for example, for this this is you know a couple of weeks ago, Riddle. And um, Seth Rollins, they mm-hmm. they cut the promo on each other, and they make they 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 do the thing where they they make something really personal. They take something that's really real in in their lives that happened, something that people really know about, and then they use it. AEW has been doing that for a couple of years now, and I think that the WWE for a long period of time thought, man, that's. That's low-hanging fruit. Let's don't do that. But the guys over there are like, hey, it's not low-hanging fruit. It's it's a it's a good way to get people to want to be involved, to feel invested in it. Like, let's do it. And they've been doing that just since Triple H has been there. Yes. In, at, at the helm. And I think that that is one of the reasons why we're tuned in to what's going on As well, everybody knows that they micromanage the crowds. The security is like, put your sign down. Sit down, sir. Like, everybody over here, if you stand up and try to bring attention to yourself, you will be removed. You know what? I see WWE signs at AEW every week. Hey, look at me, my name is Joe. Signs, stupid shit. But if that's what you wanna do, hey, do it. Have a ball. Just enjoy the show. Be loud. Be early, and and be off the chain. I, I think agree. That's a, that's another reason that the crowd was so fired up last week is they're starting to let them have a good time and not over micromanaging. And Triple H is, you know, he he made a
2: believer out of me. Just out of curiosity, uh, do you guys like oranges? I do. Yes. If you walk up to an orange tree and there's a branch hanging at eye level with a beautiful orange attached to it and you really want an orange, are you going to grab that orange or are you going to climb to the top of the tree to get an orange? I'm getting a low one. So, I'm so what the junkie. hell is wrong with low hanging fruit? I, hate I, I never understood that wrestling. I hate it. Oh, well, that's low hanging fruit. Whether it's low-hanging fruit, whether you got to climb to the top of the tree, whether it falls on the floor, it is what it is. Why not use it? Why not go after it? Oh, that was so easy. Well, yeah, it's supposed to be easy, so why not go after the low-hanging fruit?
1: I'll take the one that fell on the ground just <laughs> so I don't damaged. have to
2: reach. That could That's be the ripest. It's also <laughs> the
1: juiciest. Yes. Oh, I boy. love it when we start talking food. Like my mouth is watering right now. Oh, Juicy. We still have three mm. and a
0: half hours left in the show. But but you know, but I but I agree with you, Bully, in the fact that why not? And I love the fact that even when Mark, you mentioned Seth and Riddle. I love what the WWE did actually using social media. Now listen. Not everybody is on social media, but for those who are on social media, I love the fact that they they showed that confrontation between Riddle and Seth out in the parking lot a few hours before Monday night raw and put yep. that up. Hey, just and they did it in a way where it wasn't produced, there wasn't music, there wasn't different camera angles. It looked like as if a fan taped it up in the rafters as they were going into the arena. They put that out there, and it's like, whoa, what is this? Is this real? Is this actually, is this fan footage? Because the WWE before, if they would have put their, you know, their mittens on it, they would have put music, different camera angles, asked ask the question, where it would seem like so obvious that this was contrived. That wasn't the case going into that match between Riddle and Rollins. Those things really do matter to the fans. Dave, Bully, did y'all
1: also see the submission match? Like, you got all these people that have histories of mixed martial arts. Why not have a match that's tailor-made for them? I thought that that was the most comfortable that I've seen Ronda Rousey since the first time I saw her, which I thought was really overproduced, but it, it worked because she got to be her. I think we saw her on Saturday. What, what do you think?
2: No, I, I, I think Rhonda looked extremely comfortable. Um, this Friday past Friday night on SmackDown, yes, she did I, I, Sounded I comfortable that, too, yeah, yeah, a lot more laid back without a doubt. And, and getting back to that confrontation in the parking lot, they picked, you know, with wrestling, sometimes being in the right place at the right time means everything. Actually, in wrestling, being in the right place at the right time means absolutely everything. Um, I believe that that, backs, that that parking lot confrontation happened in Pittsburgh. And, Mark, you know Pittsburgh. The parking lot is right in front of a giant parking structure and the parking structure dave looks like the thunderdome so you walk out of the arena in pittsburgh and you're in the parking lot and you look up and you're basically looking at a thunderdome that's the structure and all the fans hang out in that parking lot and they look down on the guys when they get out of there the guys and the gals when they're getting out of their car so that was the perfect place to catch that fight between riddle and rollins
0: and, and, and guys, like, I still don't know, did the WWE video that or was it actually, or did they play that up for the fans that were in that parking lot structure knowing Who cares? That, somebody, like, that somebody was going to capture it? And that's the, but that's the beauty of it, Mark, is how many times in pro wrestling can we ask that question? I don't know. Like, you know, we really don't say that a lot when it comes to wrestling. We're kind of in a, a little bit too much. The WWE especially, because a lot of what they used to do was very contrived and overproduced. That is not the way anymore. They're asking a lot more questions where we really don't have the answer for. And I think that's the beauty of what they're doing right now. Head to Factormeals.com slash Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com slash Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active.
2: Just to bring this conversation up one more time about the eyes of the booker. And what a certain booker or promoter or owner sees as opposed to another one. Isn't do you think that there is any better example in the past year or so than Carrion Cross of two
0: different bookers seeing two different things? I, I you know what? Bully, there's probably other examples, but I don't think anyone signs as bright as Karrion Cross because you had triple H. You know, creatively behind carrying cross on NXT, where Bully and Mark, we talked about it so many times here on Busted Open about probably one of the best entrances we've ever seen, right? With him and yep. Scarlett at a time when there were zero fans in attendance. Like, think about that. Every time we saw Karrion cross go to the ring in NXT, there were no fans. Okay, it was during the pandemic, and we're like, wow. And then, and then fans started to come back. He got moved to the main roster, and. It was like a a C version of demolition. I don't like it. It's like they went to Spirit Halloween and grabbed like a hockey mask and painted it red. And like completely disconnected from anything that we saw from him on NXT. And if you remember, Bully, the first time we saw Carrion Cross on the main roster, he was your NXT champion and he lost to Jeff Hardy. And there was really no rhyme or reason behind it. It was just completely disjointed it didn't have any they they didn't explain who he was or why he was there but like everything and that and that was Vince's ver- version or vision of what Karrion cross was but now we're seeing really the progression that we would hope that we had seen from Karrion cross from the beginning on NXT not to mention losing Karrion cross and ultimately getting him back because of Triple H go ahead mark that was about the
1: maddest that all three of us were collectively if I can remember in a long long time when when cross came out and he lost to Jeff we were all we came on the show the next day like what the hell was that what happened yeah. like we were all just befuddled it it in it, it, where we are now as opposed to then it's not the same thing is it
0: no, this is no, what not, we were supposed to get
2: from Carrying I mean, Cross. Remember the first time we saw Carrying Cross, we were basically if Vince was standing in front of me when Carrying Cross would have come out that first time, I would have looked at him and go, "Boss, what are you thinking?" Yeah. Now that I see what Carrying Cross is now, after everything is all, I would look at Vince and go, "No, seriously, Vince, what the frick were you thinking? Why? Like, I, I would genuinely, genuinely want to know why you decided to put this." ultra gimmicky gimmick that looked like a bootleg Lord Humongous from the Road Warrior. Why did you decide to put this on him? What was the million dollar money-making strategy idea behind putting this guy in an outfit, a guy that's got a great body and and an outfit that actually made him look a little chubby? It it, It didn't do anything for him. The outfit did nothing for him. The character did nothing for him. I would just, out of morbid curiosity, like to know, Why did you think this was a good idea? Sometimes
1: bully humbling somebody or making people conform to a system is actually detrimental to them getting over. And you have to start all over again once they prove themselves. I I hate that philosophy. But do you think that that's the reason, Mark? You think that Karrion Cross was being humbled? I think he was being put in a spot where this is what we're going to do for you. You weather this storm and then we'll come back down the road and allow you to have more creative and, and uh, control. Like I'm not disagreeing. I just say, I,
2: I agree with you or I hate that. I hate it.
1: I hate it. I didn't make it up. I'm just giving you my assessment. It's not based on any truth. It's my opinion because I, I, I was there for 25 years straight, and I've seen a lot of guys get humbled. I've seen a lot of guys get put in their place because they thought that they were bigger than the business or they thought that they were bigger than where they should have been on the card. And I'm not going to give examples because that's, you know, too dirt-sheety. But there's there's been a lot of guys that came in like, man, I was over on the Indies. <laughs> I was over in Japan. I was over in Puerto Rico. Man, you should have seen the numbers that I was pulling on WCW. You should have seen what I did at ECW. Whatever. They would bring you in. If they thought, you know what? You're gonna you're gonna do a good job here. Like I think you'll fit perfectly. They will run with you. You didn't have to fix the Dudleys. All they did was change the name. They, they didn't they, even they, change the name. Well, I mean, they 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 did you you have to change it later right?
2: No 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 no. The Dudleys got hired by the WWE. They just made us change our look, and they didn't explain that. That was like Vince's right. stamp on the. That's how he made us his own. Mark, we were in catering in Boston, and he pulls me and Diva on side. He goes, uh, "Change your gear. Okay, what do you want us to wear? Just change it. Okay, Vince, what would you like? Get creative and just change it." Vince, what do you want us to wear? I don't care. Just change it. <laughs> okay. okay. So that's change how we went shit. from tie-dye to camo. That was like the big, the big reveal. That was his way of going. Well, you guys this are pretty much unstoppable. So here's my here's my way of changing you up. So I put my stamp on you.
1: Right. And, and that's what I mean. there's there's a lot of guys that had the stamp. Look at Ron Simmons. Ron Simmons, one of the greatest of all time. We're going to do this. Why? I don't know. Why a why hand? I was like, Vince, what's, what's the deal with the hand? He said, I'm giving you a hand. <laughs> that, that was funny, only to him. <laughs> but in the grander scheme of things, here we are 30 years later almost. 27 years and people come up to me every day hey how's your hand how's your son like people do that all the time so I guess you can program things that do work but not all of them are going to and and what they what Karen cross got done to him
0: was not going to work it was <laughs> it just wasn't but it was it makes me and, and I remember bully you saying this and, and mark you said it as well. And I think you just alluded to it with what you said before. When we saw Karrion Cross move to the main roster and lose and then completely change his look, I remember you guys saying he's being tested. And, like, for me as a fan, it doesn't make any sense. Like, what does that mean, being tested? I, I, why wouldn't you take something that worked and make it bigger and better? Like here's your opportunity to take something that's on a much smaller stage on NXT that's clicking and working. Now's your opportunity to make it bigger. We used to talk about man. I can't wait to see Carrion Cross's entrance when it's full, you know, in an arena full of people, or possibly at a WrestleMania when there's a stadium full of people. And then we get fans back and they put them in a hockey mask and like, like you said, like a like a C version of Lord Humongous from the Road Warrior movie. Like it doesn't. Like I don't understand like. I, I can understand you testing somebody to make sure that they, they have the metal to be a part of the main roster. But why do it on TV that exposes, exposes a character and can ultimately hurt a character like it did Cross like That just made no sense to me at all. And listen, this is a different era. So maybe even posing this question now is irrelevant because we do have a new era. We talked to Karrion Cross after he was released and he said that you know what I, I believed in the process i went along with it the only thing i would have changed is i wish i would have spoke up but then like but then i from things that you guys have said to me if he did speak up then people would say oh, he's got an attitude or like you know like is there a way to win or you know what is there it's in it a no win situation back then but but that he would have been with the boys
1: That heat would have been with the guys. It's like, well, why you let him do it? You didn't let me do it. That's what that heat would have been. Vince didn't care about what the boys said at the end of the day. It was his company, his decision. You were his action figures.
2: And you did business if you wanted to be on TV. Pro wrestling at times in certain companies is a minefield and navigating that minefield is treacherous because you may go left twice and be completely fine but the next time you go left you blow up every day is different every day you have to read the room every day you have to play politics when we did our when we did our um our master's class about politics I noticed that there were a couple of wrestlers who might have listened to that episode who went on social media and they go, "Oh yeah, I never played politics. I just let my uh, I just let my uh, my ability shine through." Listen, your ability is great, but if you're going to make it to the top of the ladder in pro wrestling, you have to learn how to quote unquote play politics. It's just part of the game, and trying to survive that WWE locker room. When Mark started there, when I was there, very, very
0: difficult. Everyone, I'm Brad the Big Noise Evans from the Sawdust Podcast Network. Throughout the week, we're providing you with a vast array of betting and fantasy insight, advice, and analysis. Check out our library of podcasts, including Feed the Noise with me and the good Sir Nathaniel Lundy, Fantasy Fast Track with me and Brandon Funbuns Funsten, Any Up with Howard Bender and Adam Ronas. and Sticks and Stacks with Sean Drotar. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts, or listen on the SXM app free for most subscribers. A new member of the bloodline on SmackDown. Solo, Sokoa, we saw him at Clash at the Castle. We saw him again on Friday in a match, Mark, in a main event match on Friday against Drew McIntyre. Didn't get a finish. Probably the best thing to do because we got the interference yeah. from Karrion Cross. You don't want it to finish because if Solo loses, it hurts Solo. If Drew loses, it hurts Drew. So, but as But I agree with you, Mark, and you said it before. I think it was good to have him in a match on Friday night, but pretty cool having Solo Sokoa. If you didn't know who he was at Clash at the Castle, you sure as hell knew who, know who he is now after SmackDown, Mark.
1: Unbelievable, Dave. Like, I, I worked with his family since I got into business. And watching him move, he moves like Eki, but his skill set is like Kishi's and that is a deadly deadly combination uh his selling will get better as he learns to work with the people that he's working with he works uh sometimes um he he kind of sells down he's got to start selling up uh once he does that finished product like he can talk already his work is solid it's kind of like Pat Patterson said. He's like, I never seen one of those Samoans that couldn't work. He's like, that whole family is blessed and and got a double helping of work ethic because nobody wants to fail. So many people have succeeded in their family that it's like, if you fail, that's because you it was something you did. So he's competitive with his family. You know, we, we look at the bloodline and go, oh man, it's a it's a storyline. No, it's not. It's not really it's a reality. It's a reality, Dave. And yeah. and Sakoa is, is gonna be the he's he's the next one up on the list.
0: No, and I and, and again, a continuing story that we're seeing played out on WWE programming. And bully, I know you tweeted about it. Over the weekend, I know you're excited about what we saw from Solo Sokoa on Friday night. <clears throat>
2: I thought Solo had a great first night on SmackDown. I liked the way they brought him out at the beginning of the night, uh, his debut. I liked his entrance wall. I liked his music. I like his look. I think he needs to streamline his look a little bit. He's he His look from the waist down, the, the pants he has on, very, uh very, baggy along with the knee braces and the wraps I think he can do just a little bit more to bring out that badass look at him he's got the black towel over his head he's got a menacing look on his face um I agree with Mark about he reminds me of Eddie he reminds me of Eki Um, Umaga uh and in my opinion Umaga was the best working Samoan of all time that's just my opinion um I was interested to see what type of dynamic he would have in the ring with Drew. Drew, an accomplished big man, top guy in the WWE solo, just coming out of NXT to different world. This is also why I said like talents like EO Sky and um, and Dakota need to up their work. It's time to evolve from the NXT in-ring style to the main roster in-ring style. People take those comments so out of context about you know they need to work more to a Raw or SmackDown main roster style. Same thing with Solo. Last night I saw Solo flailing a lot in his selling. Mm -hmm. the time for flailing is over more a more realistic style of registering for a big man a more realistic style of selling for a big man more realistic movement I also saw him thinking a lot in the ring last night which is going to be uh, it's gonna it's gonna happen your first Smackdown you're in the main event against Drew McIntyre you want it you want to be as perfect as possible and when you're in your mind thinking you can't live in that exact moment in the ring but listen Solo is gonna be great like any other Samoan who's come through the doors of the WWE he's either gonna be good or he's going to be great or he's going to be at the level uh, of any top Samoan that has been there so far so good for Solo I look forward to see what they do and they and it adds a little bit of depth and thickness to the bloodline he almost he's like he's the heavy he's that pipe hitting bad mother trucker who can just come in and lay you out with that one shot I also loved the dynamic with Sammy yeah. You know, Sammy fits yep. in very well. So there's there's nothing about the act of the bloodline that I don't think is just top-notch in the entire wrestling business these days.
1: And to add to that story, talk about adding stories, the tension that Sammy and Sakoa played against each other. They really did a good job of playing that tension up. Until you get to the point to where Sammy to Sokoa goes, you know what? You are right. And now it, it the, the the levity that Sammy created added to the seriousness because they went serious after that. And 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 though
0: that's that's master storytelling, they, they did a really good job with this. I'm wondering how far they're going to go. We're now seven months away from the next WrestleMania and everybody assumes that it's going to be Roman and the rock. And it's probably a safe assumption though. There is another Avenue they could take if they needed to, do we think we're going to get any more additions and bully? I'll start with you. Do you think we're going to get any more additions to the bloodline before we get to WrestleMania in seven months?
2: I mean, I, the one addition that people have talked about is, uh, Naomi, being the wife of who is it jay or jimmy yes i I, I, always, I always forget jimmy that would be interesting it would be interesting to have a female in there or what about like a tamina snooker i guess that really doesn't work because uh 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 the uh, the, the snookers were fijian they weren't samoan although they, they they share that common bond through like like cousins like distance cousins uh, other than sokoa Who would make sense to be a part of the bloodline? Jacob Fatu? Uh, I mean, sure, but do you bring Jacob Fatu right in? Or do you have to filter him through NXT first to get people warmed up to him? Jacob Fatu does not have a big enough name in the world of pro wrestling to just step into, you know, the WWE. Although, they could do it. And they got Sokoa over in one night, and people yes. didn't really know who Solo Sokoa is. Yeah, a small portion of the WWE universe knew who he was because of NXT, but not a ton of people know. Now everybody knows. As of this morning, everybody knows who Solo yes. Sokoa is. So, could they do it, Jacob too?
0: Sure. I'm just wondering. Living in I, the family. Yeah, I mean, I'm just thinking of other additions to keep this story fresh. To go for, I mean, listen, they probably don't even need to make any more additions. I'm just throwing out the question because I think with what they have now, could carry you another seven months to WrestleMania. You
2: don't want to water anything down either. Like, I like Roman and the Usos. I, you know, obviously Roman Paul, the Usos, Sammy fits in there as a little bit of levity, as that lackey who's always running around doing the bit. Like, that's cool. I get it with solo but you don't want to start just adding people left and right where this family becomes watered down, where it, for lack of a better example, the NWO, you know, like when Virgil went in the NWO or when like Bagwell was in the NWO where it becomes, you know, so watered down that they'll just let anybody in. You don't want to do that with the bloodline.
0: Yeah, I get that. I mean, guys, I mean, this is leading to Roman and rock. As I said, WrestleMania is less than seven months away and I know in the world of pro wrestling 7 months is a very very long time. But like if you're going to have a main event like Roman and Rock, you probably want to kind of clue the fans in, you know, and give it a little bit more time. I, I really is there any other avenue they can go other than Roman and Rock mark?
1: I I can't think of it. The only the only person that remotely close is uh You know, bringing Brock Lesnar back, but I I don't even know if that's a possibility.
0: Yeah, and maybe, maybe returning Cody Rhodes when he's healthy enough to return, you can maybe do Roman and Cody at WrestleMania. I can't really. I I don't think there's a having another run. I guess it's possible, but I think I think everybody because of this story of the Bloodline. I mean, to me, it can only go two ways it's like, it's either going to be family with the rock or family versus family. Like what we're seeing with the bloodline and with the Rhodes family name and what that value has in its name. Bully. I, I, that's the only other Avenue I can think that they could possibly go down where fans would buy in.
2: Uh, The Cody story you just presented is definitely a stretch. It can be done. I think me and you talked about it Mm -hmm. uh, in the past. It, It, Roman and Rocky is your box office match. It is your marquee match. It's probably the reason why WrestleMania has sold over 100,000 seats already over two nights uh, in uh, in Hollywood for next year. The, the story of the family, of the bloodline, is so strong. It's so strong that you would not need the WWE or universal championship attached to that match with Roman and, and Rocky. And, and and there, that's a, that's a beautiful thing when your story, you can have a main event story that's stronger than the actual world championship. I think they're in a good position. I think Rocky will be there. And I hope that the, the creative continues Roman's trajectory because there's no reason to stop it now no, roman can go down if, if they play this the right way and, and and it's gonna it might be a different train of thought now because it's gonna be the way the way triple h thinks as opposed to the way you know uh vince would have thought roman could start to inch up into that that second bruno world title run because nobody's beating bruno's what was it eight years dave I mean, it was. If you look at the two
0: reigns together, yeah, you're you're looking at almost a decade. No one continuous. What was the longest one continuous reign? It's definitely, it's definitely Bruno. I'll definitely check to see what the exact time was, but it was Bruno's Bruno's reign. Yeah, yeah. I don't think any, I don't think anybody's
2: beating that. But um, Roman is the top dog for a long time to come. I think really works for the WWE, and I think that's why they gave him the the sweeter schedule. Two thousand eight hundred and three days for Bruno. Okay, so what is that? So that divided by three sixty five gives you how many years? Come on, did you guys all fail math class?
0: I did. I, I, I didn't fail, but <laughs> I, I definitely. Cheated. I think it's eight years. It. It's 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 just about eight years. A little over seven and a half. I did that off the top of my head. Big dumb my pro wrestler over here. Both,
1: my question to both of you guys is how how much does The Rock get paid?
2: A lot.
0: <laughs> I mean. If they've already sold a hundred thousand seats. hundred thousand seats between the two days. That's that was like right off the if bat a, when tickets went on was, sale. If a minimum ticket, which we know that the tickets
1: will be more than, let's say two hundred dollars. What do we got? Twenty million.
2: Mark, what's the biggest payoff? You don't obviously don't mention names. What's the biggest payoff you've ever heard of? Um
1: I don't know if it's fact or fiction, but the the most I ever saw with my own eyes was Yokozuna showed me a pay stub, uh that had five hundred and
2: sixty thousand dollars on it, and that was okay. one match. Okay, I mean, there's been there's been WrestleMania paydays where the guys have gotten one million dollars, so uh, yes. I, we know that guys have gotten payoffs of of a million dollars. I don't say know what-, what I saw. Okay, I don't I know heard. what the biggest payoff is, but I'm sure Rocky is going to get a substantial amount of guaranteed money to come in for one shot and put Roman over.
1: I, I would, I would, I would think that it would be in the five million range. That's stout. Minimum. Yeah, minimum.
0: That's and stout. Think, and, and,
1: and I. I there's your dirt cheap clickbait for the day. <laughs> rather than getting the upfront, I would want to get my money in after the buy rate. I want a percentage of the buy rate which they would probably never do because it would be in the tens of millions but
2: yeah but buy rate doesn't mean anything anymore with yeah, pay per view you're it's on all peacock. peacock
0: it's on peacock
2: yeah
0: you got to get that money up front but i be, but i'll me, say this i'll say this though I, the <laughs> way things are looking and how fast tickets have already sold i would think that by far this is going to be the biggest wrestlemania of all time i mean by far without you, you, saying
1: it is it, it but, just will be.
0: No, it definitely will be. I mean, because now it's two nights, and already they've sold over 50,000 tickets for each night, and we're seven months away from WrestleMania. Both those nights, by the time we get there, I, I would, and when they officially call Rock and Roman, both those nights are going to be sold out. So it's going to be the most money that WWE has ever made for WrestleMania, I'm sure, coming up this, this next year. Jeez. How do you take advantage? Like, if you're, it, it, you would
2: think that Rock and Roman would main event night two. Is there a way to take advantage of Rock where you have him on night one and night two?
0: I mean, I guess you could. You did with Stone Cold, right? I mean, you had Stone yeah, Cold involved in both nights. Night,
2: yeah. And then
1: have the main event the second night.
2: Because if the Rock is going to be there and you're, and you're, you, let's say he's there night two and you, you know, you purchase for tickets for night one, you might feel a little let down. You might. Although the reason you're buying a ticket for WrestleMania shouldn't be just to see The Rock. You should want to see the current performers and you're going to see WrestleMania in general. It's a destination thing.
0: Yeah, and I would would think that most of the people that would buy for night one are also going to buy for night number two as well. And listen, we talked about this when we first started just scuttlebutt about Rock and Roman. You can make a case this is maybe the biggest WrestleMania main event of all time. When you when you look at The Rock and who he is as a box off a legitimate box office draw, and if they're doing with Roman what you say they are bully, as far as making his reign be at least close to a Bruno Martino, you can make the case that this could be the biggest WrestleMania main event of all time. Busted open as part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more. Please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast. Catch the full three hours of Busted Open Monday through Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern on SiriusXM Fightation, Nation, channel 156. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash Open trial to start your free trial today. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up?